Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My special guest this week is a, a, a guest that we've had on once before. Her name is Michelle Saragaroli, Strategic Advisor, Master Certified Coach, and Co-Founder of Transformation Catalyst. Michelle has turned 40 years of entrepreneurial experience into helping other entrepreneurs generate significantly better financial results through differentiation. By leveraging her proprietary framework, the four forces of differentiation, Michelle's clients learn how to increase client value, more effectively sell their services, and effortlessly attract higher quality clients. As a strategic advisor and master coach, Michelle believes that all sustainable success is achieved through the uncompromising delivery of value, and she gives her clients the perspective they need to challenge business paradigms, become industry leaders, and champion excellence in their industry. She has been featured in the Globe and Mail, Business and Vancouver, and the Investment Executive, and has been recognized with several awards for achievement in coaching impact, program design, and entrepreneurship. Her greatest joy is rekindling that spark that inspired the entrepreneurs to start their journey towards independence and freedom in the very first place. The focus of this week's session is the matching principle, how to position your value. Michelle, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Ian. It's a delight to be here and always a pleasure to collaborate with you. So thank you again for your invitation. Oh, absolutely. And uh, we, we can do this over and over again because you always, <laughs> I could actually say, back by popular demand. We had such a great time last time. And uh, uh, the listeners reached out and commented very favorably. So thank you, Michelle, for taking the time and to share your value with, uh, with our listeners today. So you talk a lot about positioning your value. In terms of sales, what is positioning from your perspective, Michelle? <laughs> Great question. Thank you. Uh, okay, so sales, um, as you know, sales is often um, really, it's, it's got this overarching element around influence or persuasion or convincing where sales is about um, essentially, in some circles, it's believed to be influencing a decision in your favor or getting an outcome that you want. Um, and one thing I really like to nuance is the difference between selling and positioning because positioning is quite different from my perspective. <laughs> so when I think of positioning, I'm really thinking about being in a position to serve or being in service of a need or really setting up for success. So if you think about a team, if you're a player on a team, 
if you are in position as that player, first of all, you have an understanding of the bigger picture context of the game. You understand the rules. You understand how to play. You understand what all the roles are. You understand the objective. And you understand your own role and the contribution that you're intended to make in the position that you're in when you are playing in position. So when I think of position, I really do think about setting yourself and your other players up for success. Wow. I, I love how you use the sports analogy. Certainly, if a player's in position, in, in their role, they are now able to, to contribute to that team and get the outcome. So I, I like how you've taken Michelle from selling to positioning because uh, you're right. Now you're on the, the client side of the desk. You're not trying to sell to them. Mm. You're trying to play a position to help get a result for them, which is right. what a fresh, a refreshed approach to, to the whole world of selling, Michelle. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> I love how you frame that. Certainly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, it makes selling more fun, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and selling can be fun. It, it's one of yeah. the few jobs out there that uh, everything's different and every client engagement has got its different challenges. So it, mm -hmm. we can have fun in what it is we do, especially when we take the pressure off of ourselves. And, and exactly. You, you've got some, some, some elements around this that I'm, I'm sure our listeners are going to love today, Michelle. What are the three themes that contribute to effective positioning? Hmm. So again, if we are coming back to the idea of being in position, right? If we're setting up, the, the whole thing about positioning is being set up, setting up for success. And when I'm talking about setting up for success, not just your own success, but also the success of your client and the success of the overall engagement between you, right? So the three things from my perspective are first, understanding and confirming what success looks like right? Then aligning yourself and clarifying that you can be successful in this engagement and that you are able to deliver a successful result. So really understanding and aligning first. And then finally, the third theme is what I call setup. Um, and what I mean by that is around expectations. So setting expectations so that you're both you and your prospect who will hopefully become your client clearly understand what to expect from you, what they, what you need to expect from them so that your engagement is very well aligned with the intended result that both of you anticipate, right? So these three themes, again, are just understanding what success looks like, aligning and clarifying what it looks like to be successful and deliver a successful result, and then finally setting up for that delivery so that there's no surprises and that expectations are communicated. What a, what a clear way to state that, Michelle. I, I, I love the, the three themes, like understanding, understanding the client, their need, their business pain, their, their desired result, understanding that, and then aligning and then clarifying that. So, so that, that to me is like a, a very special way to qualify. And then set up, which is expectations. And as we know, expectations are a two-way street. So being very clear and open about that, I think mm -hmm. even those three things could help differentiate, differentiate a salesperson in any engagement, taking that fresh approach to it. That's wonderful. I, I, I really thank you for sharing that. It's certainly amazing. Mm -hmm. 
So you have developed proprietary framework, which is awesome, intellectual property. You called it the matching principle. Michelle, what can you tell us more about? Like, give us, give us uh, some nuggets on the matching principle. <laughs> I will. Thank you for asking. This is just, um, it's actually a really, um, I'm very, very passionate about this piece because I think it is a game changer in the sales world and in delivering um, an offer or a product in service of value, right? So the matching principle fundamentally is about value. And the idea is that there's two parts to it. So when you are matching, you are setting up for success. The first part is what I call matching with self. And what I mean by that, when you are matching with self, is you are essentially setting yourself up for um, something that is congruent for you. So what I mean by that is the first thing that you want to check in on is whatever you're selling, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, it doesn't matter. Is your offer in integrity and is it aligned with your own value and the value that you can deliver? Is it true for you? Is it in, in integrity and congruent for you? I'm actually, in this first part of matching with self, I'm not actually interested in your client per se at this point. I'm only interested in what you consider to be valuable. So the first part, is it in integrity and is it aligned with your value system, right? Then the second question I want you to ask yourself is, does it actually make you happy? Do you like selling this thing that you're selling, this product or service? Does it spark joy in you? Do you actually want to sell it? <laughs> right? Does it, do it make you feel good? So that's the second question. And the third part of matching with self is checking in with yourself and really identifying for you if you believe that it's a valuable solution. Do you believe that you're making a difference? Do you think that what you're doing is contributing to the greater good somehow? So when, that, when you're first matching with yourself, is you're checking in with your value proposition for yourself for your, from your own perspective. That's matching with self. That's the first part. The second part that we get into is we, we're talking about now matching with others, right? When you're matching with others, I want to highlight that your prospects and clients are asking themselves, Constantly, they're asking themselves essentially four questions. And they may or may not be conscious of these questions. They may be under the surface. They may be sort of lingering in the background. But they all form a part of their decision-making process in working with you. The first question they're asking themselves is about your credibility. And they want to know if you're equipped, if you're experienced, and if you even understand the problem that they have. Like, are you credible and able to do this, to solve my problem? That's the first question. The second question is around trust. And that question is really talking about, can they trust you to follow through on your promise as you promised it? Can they trust you to deliver in the way that you have promised them that you will to get them the result they're looking for? Can they trust that? I mean, when we're getting into trust, Ian, what we're really talking about there is um, processes, systems, your milestones, the, the experience map or the the onboarding process and the delivery um, experience, all that kind of thing is helping them trust you by showing that you have some predictable patterns in your delivery that, and showing them that you've done it before, right? That this isn't the first time. So that's the second question that people are asking constantly. The third one is around ease or joy. 
And what I mean by that is they're asking you, am I going to like this, right? They're asking of themselves, of you, right? Is this going to be fun? Is it going to be a hassle? Or am I going to enjoy the experience of working with this salesperson and or service provider, right? Then the fourth question is about desire. And this is a question that is very often undervalued and, and not necessarily conscious. But really what people want to know is, do you actually want to help me? Do you have a desire to help me? Or is this just a number on your bottom line? Or does this represent a new car or a boat to you? Right? So they want to know that you care enough and that you're inspired by their problem and that you're inspired by what they want or you're inspired by the solution or something that you have a sincere and genuine desire to help. So the matching principle is really about matching your own experience of value for yourself with the experience of value that others are looking for and value as well, right? When you can get that matching between what you value and what they value very tightly aligned, you are in a position to excel, right? You are setting yourself up for a very successful engagement. That is, that is so wonderful. I, I mean, that alignment, it, it's, it goes beyond the product and the service. And what a wonderful way to differentiate yourself as a salesperson. Taking Michelle's advice here from a, from a philosophy standpoint, I, I love what you, how you talked about self and value and having integrity. Uh, and I've always thought, if I'm going to be able to convince anyone, I've got to be convicted myself. I've got to believe in what it is what I'm doing. If I don't believe it, if I wouldn't buy it, I don't want to sell it. Right. So it's got to hit you in the heart, not just in the wallet or the head. And I I love the four things your client, the client's thinking about. I like your credibility. Are you able to do it? Are you trustworthy? Will you keep your promises to me? Is it going to be fun and easy? Uh, And the desire part. And the word that came to me, Michelle, when you were talking was, are you authentic? Is this, is this real for you or, or am I just your next commission check, right? So yeah. is there real yeah. authenticity at the table? Oh, Michelle, fabulous words of wisdom you're, you're sharing. And so let's dig a little deeper for us here. Like how does the matching principle impact a value proposition? Well, the big thing about a value proposition is, again, it's we're proposing value, right? So we have our offer and we're proposing that. But sometimes we forget that just because it's valuable from our perspective doesn't necessarily mean that it's valuable to someone else. So the, when we really understand the value proposition, the only time that it's truly a value proposition is when you value it and they value it. Otherwise, it's just a proposition. It's not valuable at all. Right, <laughs> so, right. So the value proposition is about understanding that your offer and the value that you are intending to deliver is also valuable to the other party that will be on the receiving end. And that's our job with our value proposition is to figure out whether there's a match and if it is truly valuable to both parties. And sometimes we forget that. We think that it's valuable because from our perspective, it's the best thing ever. And we forget that other people have different decision-making criteria and other ways of measuring value. And it's important for us to try to 
make sure that we understand how they measure value and what they consider to be valuable so that our value proposition can actually be valuable, right? And sometimes it's not. Yeah, that makes so (laughs) much sense, Michelle. Like, I will say find the pain, then bring your game. And finding the pain is to really understand the the challenge that the client's having. Maybe they're trying to enable Mm -hmm. something or fix something or... So, like being a business doctor, don't, don't just go in there selling something. Go in there finding out what the problem is first. What is the scope of it? What would good look like to them? And then, do we have the right solution? Sometimes we don't. And exactly. if that is the case, to have the credibility to say, we're not the right provider for you on this engagement. If it looked a little right. different, we might be. But And so, you, you keep your currency high with that prospect. Wonderfully exactly. said, Michelle. So let's think Thank about you. So yeah. that, you know, the matching principle impact on a value proposition. How does it make for better clients? How does it create just better clients ongoing for you? Well, this is the, the thing that is really powerful here is that if you match with your value with your clients and what they want, if the value proposition is really that strong, then you're delivering a successful and highly valuable engagement or product, right? So what that means is that you're positioning your client as well to gush about you. <laughs> I like the word gush because it sounds like passionate. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so if your clients are in my, you know, what I try to um, help people understand is that if your clients are neutral and they think that your offer is fine and they think that your product is okay and it's, you know, it's great. It's no problem. It does what it's supposed to do. You can hear the tone in my voice. That's not the source of a great endorsement or a very strong referral, right? When we're neutral on something, we're not likely going to endorse with any kind of enthusiasm that will result in someone actually calling you. So when you have that, when you apply the matching principle well, what you're doing is equipping your clients to become an army of advocates for you out in the world because they can't help but gush about your offer because the value proposition was such a strong match and they got such a great experience and result and value from working with you that of course they're going to go out and talk about you. So then your reputation will precede you. So that's in part, what it does publicly in the in your market and your network is you're being endorsed all over the place by all these wonderful clients. And, of course, it builds, secondly, it builds repeat clients, clients who want to come back, clients who want to work with you more. So that helps on the... Um, on the sales cycle, because you, you know, it's a lot easier to sell, if you will, to an existing client than it is to get a new one. And then thirdly, you're actually creating much more profitable clients because they value what you do so strongly. You are not constantly in conversations about your co- your fee structure or the price of your product, right? They, they know that you deliver value and you're not in constant negotiation. So you're getting higher price point, likely higher margins. You're getting advocates out in the marketplace and you're getting a reputation that precedes you if you're doing this really well. Tell me any salesperson listening to this podcast right now that would not want more referrals. I, I, call, them, <laughs> Michelle, I call them the three sweet R's. Repeat, right? reference, and referrals. And every yeah. salesperson loves the three R's. So repeat business, done easily without negotiation because they understand and have witnessed mm-hmm. and experienced the, the measurable impact, the value. 
and referrals, you know, a reference is, is like, would it be all right if I had a prospect talk to you? And, and so that they're, you know, proving your value before they make a commitment. And then referrals. Hey, I, did, I ran into someone yesterday I think would really, you'd benefit from. Let me, pat, let me introduce the group. Mm-hmm. What salesperson mm-hmm. doesn't want more three hours? That's fantastic. And profitable. I, I mean, that's the other beautiful word you said there, Michelle, is that, that it is not, not lining yourself up to go back to the auction every time you're trying to sell something. But, mm-hmm. but with, with respectful margins and, and repeatable clients, oh, this is, this is fabulous. Michelle, so how you dropped some fabulous nuggets, and I know our listeners today are saying, how do I get a hold of Michelle? How can our listeners reach out to get a hold of you, Michelle? Well, you know what? The best place is definitely through our website, uh, transformationcatalyst.ca. And what I would encourage is, um, you know, our LinkedIn profiles are there. We also have a fairly well-populated YouTube channel with a number of different videos. Matching Principle is in there, as well as the Four Forces of Differentiation and some other key principles around um, selling and positioning your value, if you will. Um, and I'm very active on LinkedIn. So really, through our website, through YouTube, or through, through LinkedIn, that is absolutely the best way to get in touch with me for sure that's fantastic michelle mm-hmm. uh, michelle sorry strategic advisor master certified coach and co-founder of transformation catalyst has been my guest on the podcast this week michelle thank you so much for taking the time uh to come on the podcast and for sharing your amazing wisdom greatly appreciated Thank you, Ian. As always, it's been an absolute delight, and I very much appreciate the offer to be here with you once again. Thanks again, and thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.